here on the program on All Andy Alford today, this post-game edition. And we'll talk a little bit about, we're going to recap the Mudhen game that happened this afternoon, of course, over at 5th Third Field. We'll also talk about the, the pros and cons so far this first half of the Major League Baseball season as we now get ready for the post for the All-Star game this evening between the National League and American League in D.C., as well as recapping the LPGA tournament happening here in Toledo, of course, and that is the Marathon Classic. We'll talk about that and talk a little bit about how much prize money everybody's going to be getting out of this $1.8 million purse. So we'll talk about that. So truly a pleasure to be with you. If you're watching us on Facebook Live today, post a comment. It'll pop up on the screen. Uh, you'll be able to watch, you can watch us anywhere on any platform. You can all listen to us now on any platform. Of course, iTunes. Now you type in all the offers, Spotify. You can listen to us, Google podcasts as well too. So welcome into the program today on this, the 17th of July, 2018. So let's talk a little bit about the mud hang game today. After a collapsible second inning for Toledo, and then being down 4 nothing going into the third inning. The Mudhens made a rally. And they did a fantastic job to tie the ball game up in the fourth inning today. Absolutely a fantastic job. But the problem was their bullpen blew the game in the eighth inning today. Absolutely devastating. Jacob Turner didn't really have a good outing today. He struggled. He went in the game. He went six innings, giving up eight hits. All four runs are earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. No home runs hit in the game, of course. But the decision went to Almont. He went an inning and a third. Two-thirds, excuse me. Five hits, four runs, all earned with one walk. It was absolutely pathetic. Today's game was an absolutely pathetic game. And it was bad defense. Bad offense and was not timely hitting. That's what really killed the Mudhens today in their game. Of course, you saw that you know, if you were at watching the game or you were at the game this afternoon, of course, you saw that the Mudhens had a really good lineup today. You had Dixon Machado, of course, Duel Lugo, Kristen Stewart, Chad Huffman, the defending champion in the IL for the most home runs, Jared Saltalamakia. Great guys, great lineup today. They just couldn't get the job done. They just couldn't get the job done. And the fact is, I've adjusted my camera here. The fact is, Scranton's a better team. They're Yankee prospects. They've all played. They've all played in the Yankee up in up at Yankee Stadium in the Yankee department. Of course, Gary Sanchez did not play today. He was on a scheduled rehab start. With this team, he'll be joining the club after the All-Star break. So we'll see what happens. He might be making another start. He started last night as a DH. He was supposed to be DHing today, but of course he did not start today because a day, night game after a day, a day game after a night game, you kind of don't figure that he's going to start. But of course today, you know, McBroom having a great game, of course. Robinson bringing in a total of three runs in the game. McHenry bringing in three runs for the game today for the Rail Riders. It was a great game overall for the, for the Yankee farm system. But if you look at it this way, you look at it this way, the Mudhens are c- trying to continue this, you know, winning page, and they've got to keep the winning streak going. 
after losing now two straight to this Rail Rider team and only having one hit yesterday. A possible no-hitter most of this game yesterday. And today, you know, the bats came out. The bats came out, and they came out and hit hard. But of course, but of course, they couldn't get the job done today. And the fans were there. The fans were there. 7,000 in attendance today, of course, at Fifth Third Field. But it was mostly a kid's day, and a lot of people were, you know, the elderly crowd today, of course. They took into most of the shady areas and most of the, you know, concourse area to keep themselves cool. Even though it was, you know, cold front passed through this afternoon and kept everything cool. The breeze was nice. I was sitting up at the club level today uh, with uh, the missus and uh, one of her friends. We were all sitting in the club level watching, of course. If you can see, I don't know, the lighting is probably tor- terrible, but I'm uh, as red as Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob SquarePants. So, of course, and I put this on, I didn't have any sunblock on, so it's my fault. I blame myself on that. But it was a good day, good a good game on the losing end for the Mud Hens, though. And they've got to get back on the winning page. They got two more game. They got two more games against Lehigh Valley, the seventh, uh, uh, the eighteenth tomorrow, and then they start a series against Lehigh Valley, the Hens and a- uh, the Eggs and Bacon series begins this upcoming weekend, and. It's just key for this team. They just got to keep keep rolling. Harvey gets the win today for the Rail Riders. He's now two and two. Almont gets the loss. The Rail Riders had eight runs on fourteen hits, no errors. The Mudhens had four runs on six hits, one error in the game. That game error came in the eighth inning. And that's what cost them. That's what cost them in this game. Looking at the standings going into after this loss today, in the ball for the Mudhens. The Mudhens now, as it pulls up right now on my little tablet right here, the Mudhens are still in first place, hypothetically right now. Indianapolis does play this evening. They're only a half game out of first place. Mathematically right now, Indianapolis, with a win, would go into first place. They're at 50-42 and 42 with the loss today. Toledo's now 51-43. and 43. Columbus 49-45, and 45, two games out of first place. You can't count out the Clippers. But the hot streak team right now in the IL is the Louisville Bass. They're 36 and 55. They're winners. They they won last night, and everybody in the IL West has lost two straight. So we'll see what happens going forward into tonight's games. Of course, Toledo was the not the only team playing this afternoon in the in the minor league system in the international league. Columbus did play this afternoon against the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. As the score today for that game at Huntington Park looked like this. A good-sized crowd on hand at, at the ballpark today. But it was the Iron Pigs winning the game 10-6. to So Columbus loses it again today. But the, the, the big surprise, like I said before, Louisville continuing their winning pace. They get back on the winning front, beating Rochester 12-5 to this afternoon. So Indianapolis tonight will play in Gwinnett, 7.05 first pitch. So that's a game to watch for if if Toledo loses first place. And this will be the first time that Toledo will lose first place since the beginning of the since towards the middle of the season. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. So um you have any questions or comments about the Mud Hens, go ahead, post them up here on Facebook Live today, of course, as you're watching and listening to us. 
right here on Anchor as well as on iTunes and on Spotify, of course. So we talked about the Mud Hens, and we have another baseball game, big game tonight, of course, in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., as it is the All-Star Game happening at beautiful Nationals Park. Tonight on the Hill, it will be Chris Sale for the American League. He's 10-4 with a 2.23 ERA this season. He'll take on the hometown guy, the former Detroit Tiger, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer on the Hill, 12-5 with a 2.41 ERA in this game. 7.30 first pitch today. That game is on Fox. You can also listen to it on ESPN Radio as well. The lineup looks like this for tonight. Buki Betts will lead off for the American League. He was the, one of the top vote getters for the American League this year. Also on the lineup tonight, as well, is Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Indians as well. He will be in batting the four hole tonight. So he'll be batting cleanup, of course. Uh, Aaron Judge in the lineup as well, too, tonight. He will be in the lineup as well. Oh, whoop, we dropped the camera here. Hello. But yeah, uh, let's see here. The lineup looks like this. It'll be Mookie Betts leading off, batting first. Jose Altuve, the number two hitter. He'll be batting second at second base. Mike Trout, the center fielder, batting third. J.D. Martinez batting fourth. On third base, Jose Ramirez. Aaron Judge batting sixth. He's in left field. Manny Machado, maybe his last time wearing the Baltimore Orioles jersey, batting seventh. Jose Abreu batting eighth. He's at first base. Power... Salvador Perez catching behind the dish tonight. And, of course, like I said, Chris Sale on the mound. For the National League, Javier Baez will lead off. Olin Arandano will be batting second. He's at third base. Paul Goldschmidt on the DH tonight. He will be batting. Freddie Freeman at batting fourth at first base. Matt Kemp at left field. The hometown boy and the home run derby champion, Bryce Harper, on the batting sixth this evening. Nick Markakis batting 7th. He's in the right field tonight. Brandon Crawford batting 8th. He is at shortstop. And Wilson Contreras, he's behind the mound and behind the plate tonight, catching for the National League. So, good game tonight. Looking forward to that. And let's talk a little bit about the uh, Major League Baseball this season and so far what we've seen so far. We have no notice, and I have not... I have brought this up so many times on this program today. I brought brought it up so many times, so many times, that the fact that the American League Central is the by far the worst division in all the major leagues, it's proving it today. It's proving it every single chance you get. Look, look, a team that's under five hundred is in second place in the division. The Cleveland Indians are going to run away with the division. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It shows you how bad the American League Central is. When there's four teams. Four teams. Out of the five teams in there. Detroit. Cleveland. Chicago. Minnesota. Kansas City. Four out of those teams. Are under 500. It's pathetic. It's honestly pathetic. And the farm system. The only... The only good farm system going forward this year for all those teams got to be the White Sox. They have been drafting 
and drafting and drafting. They've been drafting prospects, and their prospects are getting better and better and better. Better and better and better. And that is proving it in Charlotte right now. Charlotte's becoming one of the top teams in the IL South. But, you know, we'll see, we shall see. I mean, Philadelphia is surprising me right now in the National League. In first place in the NL East with how good the Nationals are supposed to be. They're not being that great. How bad the Mets are this year. It's just absolutely horrendous. How the Braves are. The Phillies are the team to surprise me. And Lucas would be very proud. I would be proud if I was Lucas of your Philadelphia Phillies. And the kid last night absolutely bombing it for the Phillies. You know, and he had a great, great, great home run derby when he was with the, in double-A and in triple-A. And now he's kept hitting the cover off the ball in, ma- in major leagues, in the major leagues. Absolutely amazing. So the Phillies are surprised me. The not-so-surprising portion of this, like I mentioned before, we're doing the shock, the awe, and the disappointment. Disappointment, like I said, was the American League Central. The shock is the Phillies. The awe right now is how bad that the, um, how tossed up it is in the American League East and the American League West. You look at how good the Yankees are, how Boston is, and then you think of the three other teams that are a joke. Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Absolutely jokes. Absolute jokes. And then you look at the American League West. You have the Angels that are supposed to be there. You have the defending champion, Houston Astros, who are supposed to be there. Bregman it was the only representative in the American League. In the American League. Was the only representative in the Home Run Derby. That's an absolute embarrassment. Absolutely embarrassing. What is there to... The American League is becoming the Eastern Conference like the NBA is. It could be a joke. The senior circuit is there. You know, and the senior circuit is good. You've got the Dodgers that are good. You have Arizona that's there. Colorado is competitive in the America, in the National League West. And then you look at the East, of course, like I said, the Phillies are the shock. And then the Central, it's a toss-up. It could be the Brewers one week, and it could be the Cubs in another week. But, you know, that's what baseball is. We're at the halfway point. Technically, we are at the halfway point. Because there's only two to three weeks in September that they play. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's what, that's why you play 182 games for, folks. We shall see. But I'm looking forward to this All-Star game tonight, of course. Uh, like I said, 7.30 first pitch in the nation's capital. Looking forward to it. As you're watching and listening to all Andy Elford right here on your home for me, of course. Facebook Live as well as on iTunes, Spotify, we're on all the different platforms now. So um, let's talk a little bit if you want to open that up about uh, your feelings, your thoughts on, of course, the first half of the Amer- American League and National League seasons. Of course, talk about today's pathetic mud hen game, of course. Two games in a row, two ga- home games, of course, an absolute embarrassment. 
And um, we'll talk a little bit about the LPGA and their final their event here in Northwest Ohio, of course. We had, at one point, a Swede, a Canadian, an American, and a Taiwanese. All in contention. All in contention. And it was tremendous. Got a chance to go back out there on Saturday. Watch Allison Emery play around. She was the only one out there. She teed off yesterday at 7.12 on Saturday, Saturday at 7.12 in the morning. There were six of us. If you go onto my Twitter, which is at AllAndyElford. By the way, follow me on Twitter, at AllAndyElford. I posted a comment. Of course, I called out Dave Briggs on Friday's show because he was saying, well, you, you know, he always they always cover. Everybody knows that. What's up, Brian? They always cover the big hitters. Stacy Lewis, Lexi Thompson, um, uh, uh, Paula Kramer. All the big hitters. They cover all the big hitters. But then you have all the rookies. You have Cheyenne Woods, who's the cousin of Tiger Woods. You have a rookie that is that is Allison Emery, that's a great player. You have Ho Joe Kim, that's a rookie out of the Republic of Korea. How can you not cover these people? But I give Dave Briggs credit. I give Dave Briggs credit. He followed Allison on the course on Saturday morning. There was only six of us that followed her. Six of us. And if you watch the video of her making the putt at 18 on the video I, I posted on the Twitter, you can hear my big mouth cheering for her when she made that 40-foot birdie putt to get her under 200 par. But, of course, it didn't really help her out because the leaders were 9 under, 10 under par. Fix this here real quick. 10 under par. 10, 11 under par. The fact is, you know, if you go out, you know, she's a rookie. She's she's one of the best. And she, you know, she finished, Allison finished with a, with a 73 on, sun, on Sunday. She finished Saturday with a 69. And then, of course, on Friday she shot a 75 and a 67. She finished even par. She made... Get this, for making the cut and making it to Saturday and Sunday, she made five grand. Five grand for four days worth of golf. That's unbelievable. We have all the money lists. They released the money list today. So let's talk a little bit about that. Brittany Marchand, of course, Brad Marchand's wife, folks, for the Boston Bruins, shot a six under par. She made $11,155 this weekend. Six under par. Mo Martin, $14,476, and she shot seven under par this weekend. The money list is out, folks. This is pretty, 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 uh, pretty extensive. Uh, let's see here. Got another one here. Angela Stanford, 10 under par, making $29,197 this weekend. And the purse was $1.8 million. 
Let me get some names here. Brooke Henderson, the top number three golfer. She made $108,279 this weekend from golfing at Highland Meadows with that purse. And, of course, Brittany Lincecum, who made who missed the putt on 18. Oh, it was such a heartbreaking putt. It rimmed out and bounced out. She could have won the tournament. And she failed to capitalize. Henderson had a chance to tie it to make it a three-way playoff. And she bombed it. They get to the playoff hole. Lincoln puts it in the rough. I mean, excuse me, she puts it in the bunker. My apologies. And she it was Tiwana Sopura from Thailand. It was her and Lincecum for the final. Sopura puts it on the fairway. Lincecum puts it in the rough. Not, excuse me, the bunker. Excuse me. Lincecum takes her second shot from the bunker and hits it into 10 Mile Creek. Zipporah puts it 10 feet away from the cup. 10 feet. And she putted it in. And she won the tournament. She won $240,000. And me and the missus got the chance to watch her play. She was leading in the clubhouse at the end of her round on Friday. She was at 6 under. 7 under at the time. Fantastic. You know, she... Oh, oh, who's there? Hold on, there we go. Fix the camera there. But yeah, she played a fantastic, fantastic round. I congratulate her for that. And I congratulate the fans of Toledo, for, of course, for coming out and seeing these terrific women golfers. If you ever get a chance to go see them, they are totally, totally worth it. And I see C.J. Blair is on today, of course, and uh, I want to give a tip of the cap to C.J., of course, Watching us from beautiful Houston, Texas, where it's probably as hotter as balls out there. I'll tell you that much. Um, make note of this: Stacy Lewis finishing 500 par. She made $8,703 her last check before she goes on to maternity leave. And Lexi Thompson, $8,703 as well too, shooting a five under par for five days. So the Marathon Classic is officially done. Officially done. We have no really big sporting event that's happening in Toledo anymore. Even though Robert Easter fights now in Cincinnati. Where the next big sporting event in Toledo, really, and I'll tell you this, and Brian knows this too, ECHL All-Star Game. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, opening it up to you guys today, of course, here on All Andy Off to talk to you, talk to us. Uh, if you're li- ever listening to the show on iTunes or Spotify, you can always tweet a question. It is at all Andy Elford. It is at all Andy Elford. We'll read it on air, of course, for you guys. Um, truly is a pleasure to be with you here on this Tuesday afternoon edition, a post-game edition with the Mudhens losing again today, 8-4 to to the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, the Yankees' top farm team, of course. And like I mentioned, Gary Sanchez did not play today for the Rail Riders. He is on a rehab assignment for the Yankees. Um, so, opening it up to you guys, of course, today. Um, briefly mention this, of course. Um, the Blue Jackets today, yesterday actually announced, they came to an agreement with Oliver Bjorkstrand. Three years, 
$3.78 million. Looking forward to seeing him. And Ryan Murray agrees to his one-year arbitration contract, $1,2.78. So uh, looking forward to seeing these two guys back. And Bjorkstrand was a it's, was a key piece for the Jackets this up this past playoff season, making sure that the play was developed. He was a play developer, helping the play move, and um, truly is you know good to see him. And now the watch is a Panarin watch. If you have, I know a lot of you haven't been following this. Of course, I I have. He's been posting a lot of stuff on Instagram lately, and the fact that you know he's posting pictures of himself. In the sunlight, you know, looking out into the distance, you know, gazing out. Should I stay with the jackets or should I go? It's plain and simple what you need to do. Sign the sign the deal. Sign a long-term deal. But then the question is, after, if we get Panarin, if Panarin stays with the jackets... Who's going to be leaving? It can't be Bob because you got to keep Bob because Panarin and Bob are like together. If, if you see, I, I saw a picture recently of those two in shorts and it's like sun's out, thighs out. I'll tell you that much. They were as pasty white as a ghost. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. I, I might do that, Brian. I might do that. I do like watching a little roller hockey in the summer. Yeah, send me the information. I'll definitely take a, take a look at it. I've definitely come out. Uh, yeah, Bob is a Bob is a, needy, a definite signing. Felino will be on his last year of his contract after the season. Do you keep the captain? And then you have Brandon Dubitsky. Do you keep Doobie? Doobie is a key piece. I I I I don't know what you do. I mean, if I was you know if I was Yarmo. If Yarmo was, if I was Yarmo, Panarin is a blank check. Bobrovsky is a plain check. It's a blank check. Felino is at least a, a at least a two year deal, and and Dubitsky is at least a two year deal. Because then you can see what happens. If you, if, all right, I, I will definitely take a look. Uh, send me the details. Send me the deets. I appreciate that. I think. If you move, if you're gonna move anybody, if you move, if you get rid of anybody, I hate to do this, but it'd be Nick Foligno to go. You sign Doobie to a long-term deal because of the fact that him and Tortorella are good friends, and because you're gonna keep Tortorella no matter what. Torts is with Columbus. I think he's gonna finish his career with Columbus. That's plain and simple. He's not gonna go back to TV. He's not gonna go back to. He's not going to go back to, you know, NHL Network. You just, you sign Doobie, launch your deal, you might get rid of Nick. If you get rid of Doobie, then, you know, it's not a lose-lose situation. It really isn't. You get either a solid, solid forward that can help you on the power play in Nick Foligno, or do you get a solid second liner, that can win you face-offs, and can also, you know, throw the body around. We shall see. We shall see, my friends. Uh, that's why I'm not a. Mar- uh, that's not. That's why I'm not a general manager. 
If I was a general manager, the team would be broke by now. I'd be signing numbers and numbers of players that you know don't really make sense. You know, and the and the kid that they drafted this year, where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? We shall see. Is he going to go back to Europe and play for a season? Is he going to be in the farm system? Is he going to be going to college for another year? Is he going to go to developmentals in the USHL and all that? Where are they going to put him in the farm system and put him in with Lake Erie? Excuse me, Cleveland. Or are they going to put him? Are they going to put him in the opening night lineup? And the and the, I had an opportunity last Friday, Friday night. Excuse me, Thursday night. I was at a, a miniature golf course with the wife, of course, and we we she noticed one of the fan one of the employees was wearing a Nick Foligno t-shirt. A twenty minute discussion began with this guy. He thinks that Sonny Milano needs to stay in Columbus. Sonny Milano in Columbus is a it's a good idea, but it will never, ever, ever happen. Because he is such a drama queen. It's just that it's always Sonny in Columbus. Come on. He's not a good player. Did he do anything in the playoffs? He didn't do anything in the playoffs. He hasn't been relevant since he came back into the came back into the team in March. Yarmo Yarmo is keeping him as a chip bait. It's it's just clickbait, folks. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Uh, but I still love you guys. And well and again, you're watching and listening to us. This is all Andy Alford. On iTunes, as well as Spotify, and right here live on Facebook Live. So definitely uh, chime in if you have any questions or comments, of course. Uh, Make mention of this as well, too. Um, We are officially done on Mixcloud. If you follow me on Mixcloud, you can unsubscribe. Our content will be gone here by the end of this week. So if you're one of those that like to download everything and post everything, download it. And then the content's going to be removed as of Friday night. Um, Good the opportunity um, for you guys to listen to it one last time before we uh, pack up the ship and head out and stay on Anchor, of course. Um, like I mentioned also before, this is the last Facebook Live. Every show now will be on either iTunes or on Spotify through the Anchor app, of course. And um, if you're looking for me on iTunes, type in All Andy Alford. You'll have all the episodes. We've done three so far. And all three have been on Facebook Live. So, yeah. you want to check us out on that. And we're going to do some more Facebook Live shows. Of course, once we get further and further into, like, the foot when we get into football season, as well as we're going to get in some guests as well, too, into the program as well. Of course, I've been in contact recently with Nick DeVera. The baseball hipster. We're going to get him in the studio and chat with him. Also, we're going to have, of course, of course, the one and only Lucas Sigerson, of course, in the program as well. Um, chatting it up with him. 
recapping the baseball season as well, too, and get his thoughts and opinions on Toledo sports as well, too, and what's happening in the Toledo spectrum as well, too. So, it is, um, yeah, I am looking forward to uh, the upcoming football season, of course, talk a little bit about the Lions, talk a little bit about the Browns and how pathetic they are this year, see how pathetic they're going to be this year, especially with Baker Mayfield there, um, and especially college football. I'm looking forward to talking more about college football with you, the fans. And like I said, follow the show on Twitter. You can find out when we're going to be posting, when we're going to be doing a show. And of course, October 5th, mark this date down in the calendar. October the 5th. All Andy Alfred invades the University of Toledo. Yes. Be rocking the orange and brown. As I invade on homecoming weekend at the University of Toledo. We will be at the tailgate lot. All Andy Alfred, of course, will be doing the show live from the tailgate lot. Could have some hot dogs, of course, some some of the you know the the typical tailgate food that you see. We'll be out there probably between between noon and noon and two. And then we'll head into the stadium and watch how Bowling Green either will choke its season away like they have been the last three freaking years, or ever since really ever since I've started liking, loving, and going to Bowling Green. Ever since I went to Bowling Green. They've been choking away. But I will be be sitting there October the 5th. If it rains, I'll be sitting there October the 5th in a poncho with the missus watching the game as as Bowling Green gets trounced away again. And I'll have to come on the air on that Tuesday and start singing the fight song. What's up, Victor? It's... We have to be better. I, I, I cried about this last on Friday's show. We have to be better. Bowling Green has to be better than UT. UT losing losing its top Logan Woodside. It's we've got to be better. Bowling Green's got to be better this year. If not, Jenks is gone. It has to be done. If he doesn't if if, if the administration has anything better Anything better to do is to get rid of Mike Jenks. They got rid of 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 the of the, the women's basketball coach. They got rid of the men's basketball coach. Why not the football coach? That's another team that brings in so much money. Why not get rid of him? And all the allegations with his staff, his defensive coordinator, get caught with sexual harassment charges. Why is he still here? We're having another layering answer, and it's only a 20-minute drive away from the University of Toledo. Oh! It, it, for me, it's just a pathetic, you know, we have to be 6-6. Six and six. It has to, if, if, if he wants to survive, 6-6 six and six is going to be it. And it doesn't look good at the beginning of the season. You've got Maryland and you have Oregon. And you gotta go to Oregon. You gotta go play the Ducks to start the first game of the season. And then you come home to play Maryland at Ledoit. Two losses there. 
two losses there, and you play Western Michigan this year. That's three losses right there. That's three losses. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll see. At UT, you, you know, they're going to have a couple losses. 0-2, that's right. They could be 0-12, Victor. That's a possibility. And if they go 0-12, there's going to be a big freaking pile of BG garb in front of this apartment building, and it's going to be on fire! I'm going to have a big bonfire. I'm going to throw all the BG stuff away. And I'm going to say, you know what? Let's have a fire. Are they going on 12? I root for Ohio State. I root for Michigan State. When they play each other, it's a coin flip. Of course, today, Debbie was wanting to know who won the ballgame today. It was the Scranton Rail Riders again today, beating the Toledo Mudhens 8-4. to Mudhens making a rally in the half of the uh, the fourth and the fifth inning, and then choking it away. And see, Victor here, Victor. The thing is, next year, BG goes to Notre Dame. I'll be there, of course. I have to be there, and I I said it I said it I said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll be there. I'll be cheering Bowling Green going out of the tunnel. And on the first try, first drive, I'll be cheering for Bowling Green. After that, I'm flipping script. I'm picking up on the Irish. It's like what happened when all the UT fans went to Cleveland. They went to Cleveland and they changed and went into all their Buckeye gear. I know it is a loss. I am not changing my shirt. Yeah, OH, yeah, Brian. The Tigers, she's Amber Alderman writing, the Tigers suck, change your shirt. Well, here's the thing. I wore it today because the the Indians farm team wasn't here. And, of course, it's so light and airy and comfortable. I wanted to write, wear it. I wanted to wear it. Uh, Debbie wants to know, your D, your D is backwards, of course, because the camera is on backwards. Of course, but You can see me on the screen with D. And what's in my ears, it's, of course, the headset. It's the headset that attaches to here on the program. Uh, let's see here, looking through here. I mean, yeah, the Irish, you know, that's a loss, of course. Uh, have lunch at... Uh, I did not have lunch today at Tony Paco's. I had lunch yesterday at Tony Paco's. It was good. Um, but, of course, of course, some people wouldn't know a good time if they, if they bit him on their butt. So, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> oh man, I'm here. I'm here in the studio, and this just gave me a, gave me the old big old number one sign. Well, and so I I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, Bowling Green's got to get better. They have to be better this upcoming year. If they do not get better, I'm like I said, I'm calling for Mike Jenks's job. It has to be done. It needs to be done. It's not a want. It needs to be done. And Ohio State is going to be good this year. I really think. Ohio State is going to be good. I know Garth Brooks is playing Notre Dame. Who gives a crap? You know what's bigger at Ohio, at Notre Dame? It's the Winter Classic that's going to be happening. That's going to bring in more people than a country music star. Plain and simple. And it's Boston versus Chicago. Looking forward to that. You could go at least a two-hour drive to South Bend 
and you can watch a solid original six matchup. So yeah, truly, uh, truly a pleasure to be with you. And um, yeah, uh, lot, lots to get into, of course, this upcoming week, of course. And um, how about the walleye today? The walleye getting that signing, of course. Yeah, more fans than football games, yes. Bowling Green has more fans than the, the football games because it's pathetic that they can't fill Joint Perry Stadium. But let's talk about the walleye really quick. I think this signing for the walleye today, and the loss of Hafner was a big loss for the, for the walleye today. He signs today with the Fort Wayne Comets as their backup goaltender. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. Pat Nagel resigns with Grand Rapids. That's that's a given. That's that's a given. You know he'll be. They signed a play. They traded today. They traded today. Their. They they traded today. Colin Jacobs, their solid defenseman, for a kid out of Wichita who has 16 goals, 38 assists. And 54 points. This kid's going to be a good pickup for the fish. He could be a top-line player. But we haven't gotten anybody good. That's the only signing the walleye has announced. And the list is out there for them to sign. And we're losing players. And we're losing time. And we're losing players. Plain and simple. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Somebody says, Andy, stop ignoring my comment. Uh, 84 pallets. Looking forward to another Wednesday at the other job today. But, yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season with the walleye, of course. And they open with, with Fort Wayne at home. But then they start on the road in Greenville. So, you know, I like to see... Yeah, you should. You should, Brian. You should go out and lace them up. I th- I think you make the team. I think Watson puts you on the fourth line. I really do. It, or either that, you get your name out there in the ECHL and somebody can pick you up. Like, I don't know, like a, like the, the, the Wooster team that's out there or that main team that needs players, of course. Put your name out there. Be traveling across the country and I'll be saying, I know a guy from, from I know this guy plays for Maine. I grew up with them. I played ball hockey with them in my backyard. Yeah, so um, yeah, the wall I need to sign sign a player, sign some more players, and get this underneath. <laughs> he takes the fourth line. I would take the fourth line any day of the week. Any day of the week. Oh, oh no. Oh no. 